thank you once again for joining us. And are you prepared for God's word this morning? We are so glad to have our main pastor to preach God's word to us. Let's welcome, put our hands together, welcome Reverend Dr. Winston Leo. Good morning, shalom, shalom. Welcome to our online service. It is my joy to be able to just join you even in this online service and bring to you the word of the living God. Praise God. At the end of the service, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. So prepare your hearts and let's expect something even great and wonderful from the Lord this morning. My topic this morning is on, I'm not alone. Say after me and chat and put into the chat group, I'm not alone. There are many people who are alone. From the young to the old, from the singles to the married, from the poor to the affluent. They live life alone. From the thousands of orphans in the world to the megastars who are surrounded by thousands of people and yet are alone. This feeling of being alone in the world, feelings of anxieties, depression, distress, disillusionment even. It is common to all of us. It comes upon us at one time or another. There is a very popular movie called Home Alone. Focuses on a little boy who was left home alone by the family as they were going for their Christmas vacation, a Christmas trip. Can you just imagine being that little boy? Oh, how alone he must have been. And yet, in that story, of course, we know that he thrived. He became the hero. Let me take you to another story in the Bible. Our young lad, He was just about in his 20s. But yes, he was alone. Far away from home, alone. Let's look at Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 to verse 5. The Bible says, Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of the Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and in field. Poor Joseph. He had been given a dream he would become a great man. But then, he was betrayed by his brothers, 
who became jealous of him, sold him into slavery. Can you just imagine him standing on that ocean block alone while the others were slave masters were beating for him? 800 miles away from home, separated from the family and loved ones and from his own native land. How lonely he must have been. But then he, he was bought over by a slave master by the name of Potiphar. And Potiphar noticed something about him. And as you know the story, he prospered in the household of Potiphar, in the palace. But then after that, another setback came to him. And he was, as a result, unjustly thrown into the prison to rot there in that tiny cell, cold and disappointed. And yet, through it all, he survived. And later he became the second most powerful man in the land of Egypt. How did all this happen? We may well ask. For a man who was alone in a strange country, Joseph can say, I'm not alone. And there's one phrase that keeps coming up in this passage of Scripture. Over and over again, the Bible repeats it. And that is a very important phrase that all of us must not miss. You know what a phrase is? What is that phrase that keeps re being repeated? Type in the chat group. It's just four words in the English language. God was with Joseph. Joseph can say, I'm not alone because God is with me. The Lord was with Joseph, the Bible says. Four times in this passage of Scripture. That, my brother and sister, is the secret of it all. That is the most important thing in the life of Joseph. He had nothing at that time. Even the clothing on his back was not his own. And even though he was in Potiphar's household, he was still a slave. But there is one thing that he had that is different from all other slaves. And the Bible puts it, the Lord was with Joseph. In every situation, the Lord was there. That's the key. In every situation, whether good or bad, however tough and difficult it may have been, Joseph was able to face it and say, I'm not alone. The Lord is with me. In fact, in chapter 39 of the book of Genesis, there were eight different situations that Joseph found himself in. And... He managed to overcome it because of this secret. The Lord was with Joseph. 
Whatever situation you may be facing right now, whether you are down and out, whether it's so tough, it's so difficult, whether you are in the pit or in the palace or whether you are in the prison, whether you are locked up in the house or whether you can still work in the office, facing difficult situations there even. Brothers and sisters, the key is the Lord is with me. And the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. In the English Bible, the word Lord is capitalized. That means it comes from the Hebrew word Yahweh. Yahweh. The name of Almighty God that the Hebrew themselves cannot pronounce. So holy, so powerful. It shows that Yahweh is the God who is near. Yahweh is the God who makes and keeps covenants. Yahweh is a faithful God. The Lord is with me. He will carry you through. He will fulfill His promises upon each one of us. But the Lord was with Joseph. That means, even while it seemed like nothing was going on, God was doing something in Joseph's lives and in Joseph's situations. But the Lord was with Joseph. It means that God's plan and His purposes have been worked out. In Joseph's life, in your lives, in my life, even when we don't see them at the present time. That's what it means when we say, the Lord is with me. I'm not alone. Verse 3 says, the master saw that the Lord was with him. It was so evident. Even later on, Pharaoh in, in chapter 41, verse 38, can we find such a man as this in whom is the Spirit of God? Yes, God is with me. This is what we call the divine witness. W-I-T-H-N-E-S-S. Experiencing the presence of God. Now this was a spiritual experience for Joseph. Because we do not hear any record or we do not read of any, any record of a supernatural encounter. There was no shaking of the ground. There was no dropping of divine revelation from heaven. There was no thunder and lightning. Unlike some encounters that we find in the Bible. And yet it was very real to Joseph. And I suppose Joseph experiences like our experience, 
when we talk about experiencing God, encountering God, most of us find it a bit strange. How do you really experience God? For Joseph, it was a sustained experience, a spiritual experience. Even though there was no angelic visitation, no supernatural miracles. And yet, to Joseph, God's presence was real. It was an everywhere experience. Not just in the temple, not just on holy ground, but even right into the prison ground. He could experience the presence of God everywhere. Because most likely he has heard from his father, from his great-grandfather, their encounters with God. Oh, when Jacob was traveling back from Be and, and reached a place called Bethel, he had a supernatural encounter with God and he could have shared that story with Joseph and his children and it stuck in their mind. When you are in trouble, you can experience God. God is real. And based on the stories that he has heard from the father, perhaps it builds up his faith. Yes, one day he must experience God himself. And sure enough, he built up that faith enough to trust in God, to experience God in daily life. You have to make that faith encounter your own. But many of you, young people, your parents may have been, uh, are Christians and they have told you about the, 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 the encounter with God, how God has been faithful to carry them through. And you say, yeah, dad, yeah, mom, that's great. But it didn't hit you yet. But one day you must, you must have that faith encounter with God. A simple experience of God's presence with you. To know that God is real, as real as He had been to, to your dad and mom, He will and can be real to you. As it is often said, God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. That faith must be yours. And so no matter what happens in whatever situation, Joseph had that faith in God. He trusted in God in every situation. And that's why, the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. For us, many, many times, for us Pentecostals, we depend upon our feelings. <clears throat> when asked, how was the service? Many say, oh, I feel the presence of God. That's a wonderful feeling. I do not discount it. When I ask about the service, many say, oh, I feel the anointing of God upon the preacher. That's great. But what happens when the feelings are not there? Is the presence of the Lord there? Is He with you in your room? Is He with you right where you are right now? Whether you are at home in the living room, 
or whether you are in the nursing home, or whether you are in the hospital, or even in a prison. The presence of the Lord is not just feeling. It's more than your experience. It's a reality that God, Yahweh, cares for us and wants to be with us and He will never leave us alone. So we have to learn to say when things do not work well in our lives, when situations turn awry and bad, bad, we have to learn to say, I don't know why God allows all these things to happen, but I believe with all my heart that God is good and God is with me. That's why Jesus told the disciples. In John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17, He says, I'm going to leave you. But I am not going to leave you alone. You are never, ever going to be alone. Because when I go, I will send you the Holy Spirit. I will send you the Holy Spirit and He will be with you forever. So brothers and sisters, we are never alone. Yahweh, Emmanuel, God is with us. But there is another guy in the Bible who wrestled with the issue about this God with us. Found in Judges chapter 6, verse 11 to verse 13. And it's a story of Gideon. Gideon and the, and, and, and the, and the people of Israel were under the control, the dominion of the Midianites. And the Bible here says in verse 12, Judges chapter 6, verse 12, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you. Almighty oh, man of valor. Oh, wow. We will hear that from an angel. The Lord is with me. We will be jumping for joy, wouldn't we? You see, at that time, Gideon was hiding. He was in a wine press. Threshing wheat in a wine press. Because of the danger looking around. He was under lockdown situation. Then suddenly angel appeared. The Lord is with you. And then Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this thing happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told to us? If God is with us, why? Why? If God is with us, where? Where? That's a question 
of Gideon, which perhaps I'm sure all of us have asked. Why? Have you ever asked that question? God, if you are really with us, if you are really with me, why are all these things happening? Why do I have to experience all this hardship? A lot of us ask God, why is this happening to me? I read the Bible, I pray, I attend church online, I died, and yet I lost my job. Why? The question why always plague our mind. If God, you are with us, why this pandemic? Why must I lose everything? We struggle. And then Gideon also asks, where? Where are all his miracles? A lot of Christians struggle with that also. God, if you are with us, where are the miracles? Why am I sick and where are the miracles? Sometimes we, like Gideon, fall into the same trap of seeing our bad circumstances and feeling that God doesn't love us anymore. He's not interested. And he has failed to keep his word. Gideon says, because of all this, God, you have forsaken us. You are not with us. You have forsaken us. Gideon has heard about God's wonders. He says, our fathers told us about the miracles. But Gideon has not experienced it. He has heard about it, but never experienced it. We need to have first-hand experience, a personal relationship with God, each and every one of us. Joseph needed it, Gideon needed, needed it. Otherwise, the Eve, God is with us. Why and the where's will always pop up. After Gideon has, has asked why and where, God chose not to answer them. Whoa! I was waiting to see how God would answer. Guess what? To the disappointment of many of us, God didn't even bother to answer. I think even if God were to answer, it wouldn't be suffice for us. Even if we found the answer, we will still find it insufficient. You know what God did? Instead of answering Gideon directly, God says, go. Go in the strength of your mind and you will deliver Israel from the Midianites. So God didn't answer his questions. Instead, God commissioned him to do something about the situation. And the only promise that God gave him, again repeated, in Judges chapter 6, verse 16, surely I will be with you. Oh, brothers and sisters, that's all we need. We don't need philosophical answers. We don't need a long, long answer from God. All we need is just this assurance. Surely I will be with you. As we follow God, 
He does not promise that we won't have sickness, that we won't have problems, that we won't have failures, that we won't have sorrow, that we won't have physical death. The only thing God has promised is that wherever we go, whenever we go through these things, God says, surely I will be with you. That's all Joseph needed. That's all I need. That's all you need. And in verse 23, the Lord said to him, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And Gideon named that place, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Shalom. Here we come back to the promise of Jesus, to the promise of God. Peace. Shalom. Shalom. And the shalom here is not just the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of God. The uncanny ability to rise above circumstances by living and experiencing God's peace. Let me ask you today, what's your conjunction? You know, in the English grammar, what is a conjunction? It is a word that joins two other words or two other phrases or thoughts. Gideon's conjunction is, if God is with us. Why all these things happen? Where are the miracles? If, if. But for Joseph, the Bible many times says, but the Lord was with Joseph. Verse 21, verse 23 of Genesis 39. And even in Acts chapter 7, verse 9, Stephen says, but God was with Joseph. So no matter what the situation is, it may be terrible, may be devastating, but God was with him. But and because God was with him. Let me lead you to another person who have a different conjunction. David. David in Psalms 23 verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David's conjunction is, For you are with me. When he was walking through the valley, he did not say, God, if you are with me, please protect me. No. He says, for you are with me. Oh, what faith. We have to accept the reality that there will be valleys in our life. Many times you want to live in a, at the mountaintop, free from problem. But it is necessary to walk through the valleys of life, those times of uncertainties, those times of testing, things will not always be beautiful. Sometimes they will be just plain ugly. But let that not destroy your walk with God. David says, I will walk. So keep on walking no matter what the situations may be, even though it is difficult, you keep on walking. Be determined to go on. 
and do not give in to fear or discouragement. And David did not say, I will walk in the valley. But he says, even though I walk through the valley, through the valley, we will walk through it. There's an assurance, there's a victory. The valley is only temporary. I will walk through it because of fall. The Lord is with me. We will walk through the situations. We will walk through the pandemic. We will walk through any situation. The devil may throw at us. For the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. And what happens when God is with us? What happens when God is with us? The blessings of the, ma of the manifest presence of God. There is something about the Lord being with us. When God is with a person, He blesses the person. Look at Joseph. The Bible says he had success. Genesis 39 verse 2, verse 3, verse 23. And he was prosperous. This sounds strange to us. Prosperous. Because many times when we think about prosperity, we think about a person driving a Mercedes, a BMW, living in a bungalow house, have five servants. But, they, but, but Joseph was in prison and yet he was prosperous. Because God counts things differently from us. Most of, our, most of us count prosperity by material things. But the Lord says, if you have me, you are prosperous. You are prosperous and God will prosper whatever that you do. In all sense of the word. And God promoted, God prospered even Joseph. I believe that God will prosper you as you continue to walk in the presence of Almighty God. People say it is luck. It's not luck. But Joseph had the presence of God. The Lord was with me. That's what caused him to be prosperous. That's the key to prosperity. And the Lord blesses everything that he did. The Bible says also he had the favor of the Lord. Genesis 39 verse 21. The Lord showed him kindness and granted him favor. Favor of God upon each and every one of us that opens doors that no man can shut. And finally, others are blessed. Others are blessed because God blessed Joseph. Potiphar's household was blessed. His herd, the animals, the livestock were even blessed. Because Joseph was blessed and had the presence of the Lord, the prisoners and, and, and the warden and, and, and everybody was blessed. The presence of God, God is with me, overflows into others. The blessings of God is not for us alone, but for others. When the Lord's presence is with you, your company will be blessed. People will hire you because they see, ah, the Lord is with this person. And I am believing the Lord for great success for prosperity, for favor, for blessings upon you in the days to come. You are not alone. Live in the presence of God. Seek the Lord. 
for who he is. Trust God that he is with you in every situation. Let God work in your life by allowing him to lead you. Don't give up, but always believe that God is working in and through you. Now, I know I'm not alone. God is with me. In closing, look at Genesis 48 verse 21. Jacob, when he was dying, said this of Joseph. Behold, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. Past, present, future. The Lord is with us. The Lord will be with us. We are never alone. Amen. Let us just enter into the presence of God. There's a beautiful song that we are going to sing together. And it speaks about what I'm saying about uh, uh, today.